Good morning, this is Angela, and you're listening to Springs of Zion podcast. And I want to welcome you today if you're new, and those of you who've been following, thank you so much. It really encourages me to continue. So, (laughs) this has been a fun week. Uh, The Lord had been teaching me about Job, and then He took me to Esther. And then this morning, as I was getting this word all completely ready, He showed me about Purim. Are you familiar with Purim? Purim celebrates God's miraculous rescue of the Jewish people when an evil enemy attempted to annihilate them. We read this in the book of Esther. Our Heavenly Father and King is so faithful, sovereign, and victorious. Esther chapter 9 verse 21. Celebrate yearly the 14th and 15th days of the month of Adar, which is the 12th month on the Hebrew calendar, as the days on which the Jews had rested from their enemies, and the month which was turned from sorrow to joy. So you're probably wondering what this has to do with my word today, but they basically were celebrating their deliverance. Normally, Purim is a message just focused on the parallels between the story of Esther and the Israel's um, deliverance. But let's think about this. <laughs> Esther was an orphan. and Israel needs deliverance today with the current world problems. So, of course, the Lord is going to lead me here. So, we need to be praying for deliverance for all the orphans and Israel. And then secondly, the the Lord is doing a deliverance across the world on the 14th and the 15th. And today is the 12th of December. So, we have a couple days to prepare And let me go into what the Lord has shared, and it's really a great revelation. The events of Purim was established by God to deliver and celebrate deliverance. First, I want to encourage you to read the book of Esther, if you haven't already. Um, Get familiar with the story, and then look up Purim on the internet, in YouTube. It's a Jewish festival. (laughs) It's similar to Halloween, but they're not hollow. That's how they celebrate it. But it's not, it's not Halloween. Jews people celebrate through masks and festivals, and there's a whole bunch of them. And they read the scroll that Esther was given, which reminds them of the deliverance of their ancestors. And it's kind of cool. You can also read about it in Exodus 17, 14. Every time Haman, the evil uh, leader is mentioned during any public reading, the Jewish people during the celebrations, they rattle and make noises so that his name is never actually spoken. So this holiday is uh, it's a biblical holiday and it's celebrated worldwide by the Jewish people. So to get a better understanding, you would go and read the history of it. And it's it's in the book of Esther. Okay, so Esther was an orphan. As sons and daughters of father, created in his image, you and I have been commissioned to exercise in our humble love and dominion over the earth and to subdue it. Genesis 1.28 This Genesis mandate represents God's original design for mankind. Esther serves as a vivid prototype or image of us of a godly exercise of dominion and subduing the enemy in yours and my personal life. 
Esther was an orphan. Her mother and father were killed. They don't tell us how, but the queen did not harbor an orphan spirit. You're probably familiar with the orphan spirit. It's, you can find it anywhere on the internet. And it's a spirit it's in the result of ungodly protection, basically, or nurturing, father or mother. People with unhealed parent-related wounds often carry the orphan spirit, and they try to prove themselves, and they never quit feeling like they don't belong. They lack the security and deep love of God, of Yeshua. They can't accept the love of God. This core identity is not yet fully in God, their core identity. So, I was abandoned by my mom. I've shared this and I carried this spirit. And I just want to give you hope today because during Purim, God is delivering his people. I mean, this is just an awesome revelation. He did it back, you know, when in Esther's day, now he can do it today. Even though Esther was not an orphan spiritually, because she had an uncle who loved her and adored her, guarded her, affirmed her, and he helped her with her identity and calling. He did not quit. Even after she became queen, he was a earthly father. So her core or being was based spiritually, first in her earthly father, her uncle, and then with Christ. As a result, or God, as a result, she was able to exercise her authority on earth. And she was called upon by God to confront the enemies for her people. She put her trust in God and was courageous to rise above the occasion. So this biblical story is amazing. When we have wounding, this spirit is something that we carry. And it, it has this has deep meaning for everyone because I believe the orphan spirit at some is in every one of us. I've shared about my abandonment, but this demonic spirit is when we are not rooted in God. So if we're not rooted in God, we're rooted in something. So let me share what I've learned about this spirit. Because God created us to belong, He created us to be treasured, He created us to need and long human touch, He created us to receive love and to give love. But this spirit hinders that completely. It's a blockage. First of all, orphan spirits, um, we all carry it before we're adopted in the family of Christ through his blood, Jesus. But after we're adopted, even though we could be a Christian for a long time, we could still struggle with this orphan spirit. The orphan spirit causes us to live a life as if we did not have safety or security in God's heart. We feel... When we carry this, no place of affirmation, protection, or comfort belongs to us. We cannot receive affection. We're self-oriented, lonely, and inwardly isolate ourselves so that we are withdrawn. But on the other hand, (laughs) when you carry the spirit, you strive for excellence, perfection, to achieve and complete and complete jobs you know, missions, whatever it is, to earn your life in God. It's an easily led to a life full of anxiety and frustration. You never feel like you measure up. There are many reasons why we might live with an orphan spirit. Maybe we didn't feel treasured. 
by someone important in our life. Maybe we didn't receive proper physical touch. Maybe we were abused. Maybe we didn't develop authentic, deep, meaningful relationships because we never have received any. And maybe we just didn't receive unconditional love, like my case. I felt like there were conditions for me to receive love. So then when I got on my path with God, I thought I had to do something to earn his love. Or maybe all of these things are not something that you even can relate to, but through your humanness, you became, you, this orphan spirit came on you, you received it, and it became a habit. Habits cause us to search for acceptance, significance, and identity in all the wrong places. I mean, we can only get acceptance, significance, and identity through Christ. Our human nature seeks self and approval of self and comforts for self and and praises of man. We feel a deep need to be recognized for our services, our giving, um, for everything. And when we don't receive our accolades, a critical spirit bubbles up and we place blame on others. We become jealous. And these are all indicators that we are carrying the orphan spirit. Strong believers have this. It's crazy. Once you identify the spirit, you can see it in other people pretty easily. So on my blog, fruitsofhisvine.blogspot.com, I have a down I have a chart that you can download under this um, word by Jack Frost Ministries. He wrote a book and this worksheet is amazing. Um, if you want to reveal to yourself if you're carrying this spirit. Our earthly fathers have a huge impact on whether we carry this spirit or not. When we, we are secure in our relationship with our earthly father, most often we do not carry this um, insecurity. It's, it's an unconditional love that you would have received from your father, making you feel confident and loved and cherished. I don't know about you, but I didn't feel that growing up. I was one of seven children. (laughs) My dad was a good father, but I did not feel unconditional love. Um, And, of course, I was abandoned by my mom. So, these are little indicators. Unfortunately, because we're human, no one is going to be perfect, right? Even the perfect father. The only perfection is found in our Heavenly Father. So don't be too hard on your parents. If we're not secure in the love of our earthly parents, how can we be secure in our Heavenly Father? I mean, Esther got her security from an uncle. Her parents weren't alive. The good news comes when we recognize the orphan spirit, acknowledge our need for change, and we allow the Holy Spirit to replace this orphan spirit with the spirit of God. The sons, uh, in Romans 8, Paul tells us it's the spirit of sonship. For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave, again to fear, but you received the spirit of sonship. I mean, doesn't this make sense? When someone who's been imprisoned by this spirit is freed, wow, it is amazing. But we have to learn how to walk as a free person, right? The Holy Spirit holds the reins of our life in his hands. It means the end of all slavery and fear. For there is freedom and joy and life by the Spirit of God, if we allow the Spirit to guide us and teach us. 
And I've included 2 Corinthians 3 and Romans 14 based on that. Um, The walk of the miracle that the Spirit's going to do in each and one of us, it renews us in we actually can see the image of Christ for ourselves. And we're guided and we are changed into the likeness of Christ. And all their words and deeds, they more and more look like the Savior, Second uh, Chronicles 3. The de- their delights is the law of the Lord, and they represent the body as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, Romans 12.1. The sonship is all about having a heart of submission. When we submit to God... The Spirit comes and changes us. Jesus said, The Son can do nothing of Himself and let it is something He sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does, these things the Son also does in His manner. John 5, verse 19. In Hebrews, we're told, Be subject. That means, that word means submission. In the Greek, the word means to get underneath and push up. So you have the spirit of sonship. You get underneath it into the mission of God and you become successful in knowing that you have inheritance. Jack Frost also said um, in his book, sonship is about security, significance, identity, patience, basic trust, faithfulness, loyalty, humility, and being oriented to others. Well, I don't have all the answers here, but this is a starting point for you. And if you want to read Jack's book, Experience the Father's Embrace, I want to rec- I really would recommend it. But also read the book of Esther. The orphan spirit is not something you can cast out. This is not about deliverance by man. Because it's an ungodly belief or attitude about us personally, our flesh, and how it was developed, how our identity was developed as we grew up. It's become part of your personality and your character. It has to be displaced, or I always like to say, this fleshy part of us has to be put to death by a personal experience in the Father's love and that a revelation of the spirit of sonship. It requires you a repositioning in your life. However, our God, He can do anything, right? And the first step is recognizing that we have this spirit or we've come into an agreement, basically. So over Purim, you are offered between the 14th and the 15th, I would recommend fasting and just seeking the Lord and see what he does. Um, Another thing Jack shared in his book was that him and his wife had been in a ministry for many, many years. And it was a struggling ministry. Like there was so much poverty. They couldn't figure it out. They were working to death. He said the spirit of sonship was not the garment he put on, but it was, it became a change of his heart so deep. It brought a change to all their habits. No longer did they wait for people to bless them. No longer did they grudgingly give out of hindrances. No longer did they have to be seen or accepted by others. They knew They knew and had an identity of God's love. And it became the desire of their heart to do everything the way God called them to do it. Their vision was fulfilled through the promises of God. I just love that, you guys. So I believe the Father's Word today is a revelation for all of us. And the 
characteristics of the orphan spirit I'm going to share, maybe you don't carry them, but there's people really who you love in your life that do carry them. So, excuse me, here's a list. Unable to put roots down. I've always felt like a, a gypsy, you guys. We moved every seven to nine years. This is an indicator. You also can't commit to a church or they, whoever this person is that we're thinking of. And you probably already had that person come to your mind immediately. That's the Holy Spirit telling you that person, if it's not you. Always this person or you are on the lookout for something bigger and better. Can never rest. The grass is greener. Feeling based. If you feel something, that's your faith. Feels good, feels right, you follow it. Don't do it. Stop yourself from that and do the research. You need recognition. You're easily offended. Feelings of abandonment. Attitude of no one's going to tell me what to do. Attitude of not being teachable. Attitude of judging others before you're judged. Kind of a survivalist mentality. Always looking out how to escape. Never truly comfortable in the presence of an anointed spiritual person rejects others before they can be rejected unable to ask for help driven to overwork so what do we do what do we do if we identify with any of these or we know someone who does who carries the orphan spirit we pray you know praise prayer is the answer to everything it is it's the answer to everything because then we give the control of the problem to god God will direct your prayer if you begin praying about this. And he specifically set up December 14th and 15th for a deliverance. (laughs) It's in the Bible. One of the greatest things about God is we literally can start over at any time. Hallelujah. So we're going to seek the Father with truth and work to establish a relationship with him. If you want to go back and read my Garments of Grace post, it will help you too. Um, give you a little more. How do you put on the garments of grace? God does it. The orphan spirit is a liar. Okay. So this is the big thing. This is why you have to change your actions. We must confront these lies by reading scripture that opposes the false theologies and beliefs that have kept you stuck in this mindset. You know, unlovable or this person is unlovable. We have an entire culture that is just filling YouTube with biblical theology that is false. You know, I just tested this out because I thought, okay, is this my mind? So I listened to a big well-known pastor and he literally said Jesus was a, I can't remember, something walker, some kind of spirit walker. I, I don't remember. It was totally not biblical at all. So if you hear something and you get like a witness, write it down and go look it up in the Bible. If you can't find it, don't follow it. Holy Spirit will guide you and unroot, uproot every lie that's hindered your spiritual growth. So here's some of the lies. I made a list. Unbelief that God forgave your former sins. If you continually repent for the same thing, you carry the Spirit because it's blocking your prayers. Feeling stuck hopeless, defeated, continually giving up quickly, constantly fearing that God will punish you, waiting for God's punishment, competing and comparing yourself to other Christians, fasting and praying from a place of guilt, fear, and striving, feeling unworthy of salvation. So sad. 
we, we are worthy. Distrust the biblical promises that are for you. You think they're for other people. The inability to walk in spiritual authority. The fear of walking in your purpose and calling. I mean, isn't that what the enemy wants us to just all of these wonderful Jesus freaks like me stuck somewhere where they can't share the light of God? Isolation is a huge indicator that you carry the speed, this, <laughs> this spirit. Believing lies about the character of God. Relying on your own self-effort rather than just giving everything to God in His strength. Forgetting to pray for yourself. You're really good about praying for other people. Hello, that was me. Fearing God will withhold good things from you because you're not obedient. Allowing offenses and fear to separate you from your spiritual family. You're easily offended. I remember when I first got indications that something was up, I was like, I'm not going to be offended. I'm not going to be offended. I'm not going to be offended. (laughs) My employees would say things to me and I was like, I was so offended, but I just kept forgiving them. These are steps, actions that you take to help God deliver you. Fear of intimacy. How many intimate friendships do you have? How many intimate relationships in your family do you have? If you're constantly cutting people off, you have this spirit. Now, maybe you don't believe these lies, but someone in your life carries the spirit and they believe these lies. What can you do for them? God will move on their behalf if you begin to pray for them. And here's the thing about it. Malachi 4, 6, he said, and he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to the fathers, lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. See, this is a curse on earth of our fallen nature. Some people, they navigate this without any problem. But some of us carry it for like 41 years, like me. <laughs> so these are just some examples I put out on my blog on how to pray for another person. Because here's the thing. If you know someone who carries a spirit, nobody's praying for them. They're so isolated They literally put them in a place that they have no spiritual covering because they constantly reject it. They reject love. They reject kindness. They reject people. All kinds of situations. People are reaching for them and showing love. They can't receive it. Keep praying for them, okay? This is our job here on this podcast is to deliver and get healthy so that we can be God's Ishtar army, okay? Keep praying. Most of these individuals just seriously love Jesus so much, but they've been hurt so deep that they function literally out of their wounding. So that's where the enemy is. He, that's the open door. So if you believe you have this orphan spirit, guess what? You have an exciting journey in your future because the moment we accept our flaws in ourself and offer them to God, boom, God's comes. All the foundation that you've built your entire life on is cracked and tumbles to the ground. And then God comes to work and he moves quick. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. First Corinthians 15, then comes the end. And when he delivers up the kingdom to the God and father, when he has abolished all rule and authority and power, God heals and delivers. If we, through our free will, give it to him, And then we got to walk it out, you guys. We got to walk it out. Sometimes you'll have like 
things that will happen to you and you'll be like, I got to run. I want to run. I want to run. No, stick it out. Even if when things don't feel good to you because you have to change these patterns in your life from these negative things that have kept you stuck. You must take responsibility for the actions of your past. The things that you did, take, forgive yourself. These attitudes will basically give God the freedom to move you out of the spiritual orphan attitude. So I want to encourage you to find a church, attend teachings of biblical, a church that has a loving, full of mercy and grace towards you, that that's what they speak God has. That's a healthy church. Considering joining a biblical Bible study, you can do it online. Make a commitment to God to move with his word, intimate time, Try and find a group. Uh, We have Wednesday Bible studies in our community, and it's open to everybody. It doesn't matter what church you go to. Um, You just, you have to make that commitment. You have to decide. You will receive correction and direction. Love is correction as much as it is affirmation. You can start with this prayer that I've put on my blog, but let the Holy Spirit guide you. Okay? And so, what was the last thing? Being a spiritual orphan is a choice. There are no lone rangers and there are no orphans in the kingdom of God. We make the conscious choice to be free of it with our attitude and our choices. The way you live in freedom is you pay attention and you let God move for you. John 14, 18, Jesus says, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. So, Isn't this neat? That's the reason the book of Esther is so important. It's our heritage. It's a story of redemption that God's love for humanity by bringing someone from the line of Abraham to save humankind. The preserving power of God isn't limited to just one group. For Christians, it's for everybody. God's story is to benefit all of God's people. In Genesis, God promised Abraham all the nations of the earth would be blessed through him. Genesis 22, 18. God preserved his promise through Jacob's son, Judah. King David came from the people of Judah, and Jesus, the Messiah, has a descendant of David. Matthew 1, 3 through 16, and Matthew 16. In other words, Jesus came from the Jews to the Jews, and then through the Jews to all the people. God was determined to carry out his promise to bless all nations through the Jewish people by the way of Jesus. God does not and cannot let his word fail, and he's willing to work behind the scenes, even in silence, to carry out what's promised. We are all called to be spiritual sons and daughters of Christ, offering ourselves by laminating, which means in sorrow, for change. Beg God to change you. Say, God, take it all. I give you everything. In your sorrow, he will come. I guarantee it. He will do a mighty work within your heart, your mind, and your soul. Everything is made new. It's promised to us. It happened to me, and it can happen to you. Give it all to God. So I want to pray with you today. Um, For those who carry the Spirit, there is no condemnation. I mean, if you're like me, you didn't know. And um, 
God knows that you didn't know, and He's chosen this particular time, this particular podcast to free you. Isn't this amazing? God is amazing. When He moves, it's His move, all of it. We don't do anything except be willing. All right, so let me find, I was going to read this prayer just so I make sure I get all the, so I'm going to say, Holy Spirit, (laughs) come. Father God in heaven, through your son, Jesus Christ, I insert your, whoever's listening, all my listeners, I bind every spirit of orphan in their lives. And I loosen and release the Holy Spirit to cover each and every one of these listeners for healing and deliverance. Lord, you're the Father, and I pray that you will respe- that each and every one of them will receive your spirit of adoption, Romans 8.15. And they will call you Abba, Dad, Father. Lord, I pray the healing will come to every area of their hearts, turning their hearts from stone back to a heart of flesh, just like we're told in Ezekiel 11. Lord, I ask you that you bring committed spiritual mothers and fathers to their lives, to cover them in prayer, to give them direction and to love them. And I will be praying, God, for each one. Please help this spiritual child of God to have your mind and heart of your son, Jesus. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope this blessed you. And uh, I just, I'm excited for where God is taking all of us. Take care. Bye-bye.